Hey there, friends and family of Vertebraemen. Welcome to the live Vertebraemen post-game show. I ain't looking for a ring because I got what I want. And I guess that's another year in the Bundesliga, so let's all get excited about that. Uh, as always, the show happens on Sundays at about, I don't know, 4 p.m.-ish Eastern Standard Time. And uh, the show is always unfair, unbalanced, uncensored. Uh, the show by the fans, for the fans, if you're new to the show, uh, you can text in chat, which is happening like crazy. So right now we've got uh, Dustin is here again. These are, we got some steady eddies. Uh, <laughs> that soccer guy, great to see you again. King Ian is here. Sooner is with us. Uh, everybody here, of course, Selima Brayton, uh, the, the most recent non-victory. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so if you want to join us when we go live, uh, again, you can text in um, or call in if uh, that hasn't happened in a little while. So hope maybe we'll get a maybe we'll get a call today. Um, if it's not your style to join us live, you can always find the show as a podcast uh, wherever podcasts are sold for free. Um, <laughs> and if you want to reach out to us on Twitter, you can do that too. Uh, Christian is at SVW. O-M-Y-T-F-C, myself at Not Easy Green. And you can follow the North America Verter fan group on Twitter at N.A. Verter. King Ian's about to start a fight with Sooner saying Roll Tide. <laughs> if you've got large bits of mail you want to send by email, the address is noteasygreen2017 at gmail.com. All right. So celebrating along with us, as always, is Christian and I'm assuming we're going to have all kinds of gusto with passion. What it do? <laughs> what in motherfucking do? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, that's it's not quite as upbeat as I was thinking we would get. But <laughs> <laughs> it was a long night last night, so I mean, what a shocker! <laughs> very, well, very, you know, out of character for me. That's right. Well, it is the long weekend. Those of us in Canada, I'm not sure if the U.S. gets a long weekend, so we got Monday off. Um, what? Uh, what? Actually, you know, instead of me uh, asking you, what are you going to get up to on Monday? I'm going to use as many, uh, you know, city mouse, uh, country mouse, as you like to call us. I'm going to use as many <laughs> stereotypes as I can come up with to guess what you're going to do on Monday. Uh, so, being that you're in Toronto, you'll probably sleep in. You'll probably hang out with a few of your friends. There's going to be one guy that uh, can't ever make it because he's got a side hustle. Uh, you'll <laughs> you'll you'll sit in your apartment. It's too hot because your landlord's a jerk and won't buy you guys AC. Uh, so you'll go somewhere to get something cool to drink, dry, uh, hanging out on some public transit, and then uh, go chill out in a park or something. How close am I? Uh, fairly close. Fairly yes. close. <laughs> <laughs> 
How about, okay, now let me do you. Oh, you got um, <laughs> gonna... the paper. Yeah, you're going to wake up at 3 a.m. to shave the goat. Uh, <laughs> you'll have to, have to make sure that the wolves haven't eaten all the chickens. Um, you'll sow seeds for 15 hours and get about uh, an hour of sleep before you get to do it all over again the next day. <laughs> <laughs> How accurate am I? <laughs> and, it's, and it's like minus 40 out there with like, like 40 feet of snow. <laughs> well, if you'd, uh, if you'd have gone uh, probably a little bit more stereotypical, you would have nailed it down. I, uh, I finished dismantling and putting back together a rifle. I'm going to sight it in today. Um, <laughs> doing some planting tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like Sooner said, I'm going to sleep in till 1.45 a.m. <laughs> there you go. Big city life. <laughs> All right. So those of you that want to uh, find out more about what we're doing here with Verter North America or the English-speaking Verter community, uh, you can always find out what's going on um, at Verter NA through our link tree. So link tree backslash Verter NA, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash Verter NA. And I'm still surprised, Christian. I mean, we still got new followers, still got new uh, people joining Discord. Um, it's I, I would have thought that we would have permeated all English speaking uh, vertebramen by now, but I guess not. We're still finding people all over the place. It's so crazy to me. Right. I'd say, yeah, I would love to know uh, how or why, um, I, if they've just started supporting Verter, why? Um, uh, and, and if not, then how did you find us? Yeah. And how long have you been a supporter for? So yeah, definitely let us know that shit's fascinating, sure. you know? Well, it's always great to hear where people come from and why they even, because Verter is obscure enough, right? I was, when I was in Vancouver, I went to, um, oh, whatever the island is there with a bunch of markets and stuff, just kind of wandered around for a little bit. Some guy grabbed me. Uh, well, near the bathroom, so that's a whole other story altogether. <laughs> what were you really doing? Gra Gra yeah, Granville Island. Thanks, King Ian. Yeah, and uh, anyway, he's like, Verter, because I was wearing my Verter coat. He's like, you don't see that very often. And then he disappeared, and I never got a chance to be like, you know, you even recognize that that in and of itself would mean that uh, it, it's it's kind of, I mean, I guess they played a lot of international, so older football fans would have uh would probably yeah. recognize it, but, uh, but yeah, just younger people to, to even know what Verter is, it's kind of obscure. So yeah, yeah, if you're, if you're new to what we're doing here, let us know who you are. Uh, we gave you some addresses there. You can reach out. Um, and yeah, get in touch. It'd be great to hear from you. Um, one other thing, the discord channel, if you want to chat with other English speaking Vertebraman fans, uh, we do have the discord channel up and running a lot of good stuff and some not so good stuff happening there. Uh, somebody needs to add some content so that that stupid picture of the predator goes away. The thing is so freaking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Oh, and on that note, uh, we haven't talked about it, but I really think this next year uh, we should make a push to see if we can do a get together uh, with Verter North America fans. I don't, I don't, I, I would think that'd be pretty sweet to do. I have no idea how to go about it, but yeah, just throwing that. Just due to geography alone will be fucking ridiculous. Like, I think Canada, we've probably got like six supporters. Uh, um, 
two of us are in Toronto. Everybody else is spread across. So that's like a $2,000 trip for whoever flying anywhere else. Um, and then everybody in the States is spread apart as well. That's got to be, I mean, it would be amazing if we could do it. I have no fucking idea how you do that though. You know yeah. what I mean? I was thinking something in and around the East coast area. Yeah. Toronto, uh, you know, New York, uh, areas, uh, Kansas city, maybe even a little more inland, but the, the idea being, I think there's a lot, like, there was a, a group out there that was putting together a Bundesliga fans map. And I know not enough Werder fans obviously got onto it, uh, but there actually is a decent concentration of Werder fans in and around uh, the Toronto area. I guess that coast, um, it might be reasonable. Like I, again, yeah. for me, if it cost me you know fifteen hundred bucks in flights, that's fine. Just to even meet some of you guys, I'd do it. You bet I'd do it. Um, and and then we can all uh, be disappointed with each other when we we meet. <laughs> the dogs when they first meet you know you're like super excited for about 30 seconds and you're like what the fuck is this shit oh you're you're actually an asshole it's not just on the show you you actually are a terrible human being <laughs> all right well let's uh let's get into it enough uh enough lollygagging here so uh, a game that was set to secure Werder's future in the Bundesliga was placed in front of for what seems to be perpetual opportunities squandered uh, but yesterday despite a lackluster performance for 80 percent of the match Werder found a way to score a goal and reach the necessary points to end the conversation around relegation once and for all dragging the half masticated carcass that is the second half of this season barely over the line christian your thoughts on the game oh jesus christ um you know it was a tough one to watch for for two reasons for me first of all uh, you just described it uh, it was lackluster it was boring as fuck oh my god so much of what we've seen over the past few weeks just more of the same you know passes that go nowhere and or are intercepted um just yeah. ugh, just you know rack it and run it again yeah yeah exactly <laughs> pass the back and we'll try and go forward again. it's just brutal and then second of all my stream which is usually pretty good especially when it's some shit that i don't care about was just brutal it was dropping i was watching i was bouncing back and forth between the um sky bundesliga so in german and then the american fucking stream which is just ugh. Uh, awful 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 um and it yeah so between those two things i mean i i really i tried my best to pay attention but it was it was pretty difficult at times um yeah outside of that whatever we got a desired result we're staying up that's all we needed and to me that was the goal of this season to be completely honest i think anybody thinking that we were going to be challenging for europe or even coming close to winning the league uh, you need to really spend more time watching football and get a greater grasp and understanding as to how football this fucking day and age works like maybe in you know 1989 it might have been a possibility when there wasn't such a financial disparity between teams but it's just and especially with how much of a mess we've been in the past hmm. we're slowly slowly pulling ourselves out of it um but still you know, uh, there's still a lot of work to be done, which uh, we will probably get into at some point today. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm sure, I'm sure we will. But, you know, it was so interesting to watch the match. Um, and and uh, Sooner, who was at the match, it's a try, you know, try having to be at the stadium or imagine being at the stadium. 
It was so quiet. I have never heard a Verder Stadium that quiet for such a long period of time. And I, I, I'm sure it was shell shock. Uh, and I'm, we're going to get into that with some of the ups and downs for me. Um, but to have that that kind of fan energy coming into the final home match and just sucked all the energy out of the room is how bad the game was. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's crazy, too, is I saw pictures um, leading up to the match from a, a bunch of yeah. different instances. And I mean, the fucking city was out in full force. You know, it was just a massive sea of green and white. And it looked goddamn impressive even in the stands, but you're right. It was like, I, I didn't even think about it till now, but it really was like a quiet fucking game. Yeah. You know, yeah, that really shouldn't be. well, let's, uh, let's get into some of the, uh, if there are any at all stats that are worth mentioning. <laughs> um, yeah, let's get into it, I guess. Uh, so like clearances, I'll bet you there's some clearance, uh, stats. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Uh, so ball possession was actually in favor of Colm, and I want you to keep that in mind because there's something that I'll mention later on. Uh, it was 56 to 44. Um, not too much of a surprise. Kind of, kind of makes sense, all things considered. Uh, we outshot them, not by much, but 14 to 13, which certainly doesn't feel that way when we were watching. Um, shots on target. Once again, we were more accurate than Colm was. Um, but I think this once again speaks to our defensive ineptitude, right? Uh, so, uh, shots on target, six to four shots off target, eight to four in favor of Colm block shots, four to one in favor of us. They had nine corners, nine corners to our four, you know, um, (laughs) one offside. I actually missed the Colm ghost goal. So I don't even remember. And I I was like, fuck it. I'm not even going to look it up. I don't care. Um, you know, I'm sure it was some sort of stupid fucking defensive lapse uh, that we always. It sure to. was. Yeah, I think uh, who was that? I think somebody said Velkovich is going to lose yes. base on Kind, <laughs> and I think Kind scored, if I'm not mistaken. And I just don't. I don't know whether there was a defensive lapse from Velkovich, which I would assume. Well, it, yeah, I had mentioned that Kainz was uh, the Kainz and Velkovich matchup was horrible uh, mm. for us, um, a- along with. Um, um, I'm going to say Mana or I'm going to say is Mina. Uh, that was just those two running at him. Uh, wow. That was, that was a little bit like a couple of kids uh, running away from grandma. <laughs> you ain't catching them. Um, and, and yeah, I think it was kind to deliver the cross into the box actually. And Velkovich was just thumb up his butt doing nothing. Yeah. Which is standard, you know. It's essentially what we expect from them, a pylon. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we outfouled uh, Colm 10 to 9. Uh, we also, because of that, we had more yellow cards, 4 to 2. Uh, it was equal on big chances and big chances missed. It was 3 aside, 2 aside. They outshot us inside the box 9 to 8. We outshot them uh, outside the box, six to four. Uh, their keeper actually had more saves, five to three. Uh, I don't remember anything in particular, uh, like any like super crazy shots and saves that he made. Um, I guess it would have just sort of been standard shit, basically, is what it comes down to. Yeah, I don't think he did uh, anything spectacular. No, exactly. And I don't think we served anything spectacular. Therefore, you know, no crazy saves. Um, 
they outpassed us 511 to 401. Uh, their passing accuracy was was more than ours. It was 84% in our 78. Uh, we out long balled them. Big fucking shot there. Shock there. Uh, 42% of their 30%. Uh, they out crossed us 26% to 20%. Uh, they out dribbled us once again. No shock there. 82% to our 56. Now, this is where I was saying, you know, they had possession, more possession than we did. And this is a stat that I found interesting. Um, we had more possession lost. Because usually, I think you would mm. see, unless it's like a, a, a exceedingly dominated game, um, you know, even if, if you have possession, you have a tendency to lose it more. Uh, in this case, it was 125 to 122 um, in favor of Colm. Uh, you know, I so but that's sort of how our passing has been over the last little while, just trying to do too much in some circumstances. Um, so total duels one 51 to 40 in favor of Colm, aerials one 24 to 17. Uh, we out tackled them 10 to 9. Uh, they out in intercepted us 7 to 6. And thank Christ, uh, the one stat that always matters 17 to 13 in clearances. There we go. <laughs> well, I uh, I think I might I may no longer use who scored for stats anymore. Um, because outside of Dukes and Fulkrug, and I'm not entirely sure why Fulkrug was rated at, at a seven, but outside of Dukes and Fulkrug. Uh, Velkovic was the next highest ranked player at 6.9. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure there's something wrong there. And uh, I like that uh, you called him a pylon. He can, we should do some, this, our Serbian pylon. Yeah. Be... <laughs> yeah. That's fair. And I think I mentioned this last, uh, last show. Uh, I have a buddy who is a Serbian. He's partisan and, and you know supports the Serbian national team, and he too d has a great dislike for Velkovic. Um, so, so it seems to be universal. Uh, <laughs> simply not very good. So let's hope somebody buys him. There's a catchphrase. Verta Bremen, simply <laughs> not very good. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, dig into some tactics here. Uh as in past weeks, we did see a different lineup uh, kind of due to injuries and return from injuries. Notably, a full Krug made the start, which almost none of us thought that he would. I didn't think he would. Um, again, leading maybe that the conspiracy theorists in the in and amongst us were correct. <laughs> and the guy played 90 minutes, too. Yeah, and King Ian just said he played 90 minutes. So, I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. 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 Come on. <laughs> Where's that coming from, you know? Yeah. Uh, Gruev got the start for the game, too, which I thought was nice until that all changed. Um, offensively, Werder uh, really only operated with any efficiencies kind of in the first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes of the game. Um, the rest, the middle section of uh, this would be a shit sandwich, bread, shit, bread. Uh, it, you know, it was just a very poor showing from the team overall. We've already kind of mentioned it a little bit. Uh, Werner, I had a little bit more flexibility in the midfield with Bittencourt and stay kind of swapping sides to create options on either wing. Uh, but the biggest problem there was that uh, Clone were overloading the midfield, um, bringing... Uh, 
Hector into the midfield to kind of create four. So they actually were one man extra on us uh, in the midfield. So it didn't really matter what Bittencourt and Stea were doing. Uh, they were not really able to to lose the, the coverage to, to get open to receive a pass. Um, and truthfully, the major issue uh, with our offense was the persistent defensive pressuring uh, against the ball by Cologne. Um, they hassled Verter at every turn. Um, and, and as other teams have done, they also positioned themselves uh, to have Verter move the ball to our left side of the field. And then they would often trap Jung or Friedel with the ball or force them into a hurried pass, which was almost always uh, a bad pass. Um, the same would kind of happen on the right-hand side of the field, just kind of less frequently. And uh, Werner played right into Cohen's hands by moving the ball, uh, for the most part, to the left-hand side. So Jung, uh, prior to being sent up, here you go, Christian. How many turnovers do you think Jung caused in 60 minutes Ooh. of play? Ooh, I'm going to say five. 14. <laughs> so you fucking, okay, we've been having this conversation over the last yeah. week about how Jung is here to stay he's gonna be starting for the team no fucking way no fucking way he's there because we don't have any other options um you know obviously buchanan however here's the thing okay i'm going to this is speculation we bought buchanan as a future investment future being next season when we then switch to verner's preferred formation so no, right now, he does not work because it doesn't work with the current formation, which has only ever been temporary. You know, it was only ever temporary. Uh, Varon was forced into using this, and he's done well with it, obviously, because we got promoted and we stayed up. However, that and that's progress. Do not get it twisted. That is fucking progress. Now, that being said, it is stagnating now, which everybody understands, and I do not think for a second that Varon does not see that. Um, and, and I think Bauman, well, I'm not going to fucking speculate as to what Bauman thinks. So yeah, he's probably, that, he's probably spending a lot more time thinking about what's for supper. Uh, than yeah, 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 exactly. Combing his hair, staring in the mirror, you know, pretty boy, pretty boy. <laughs> he does seem like one of those guys that, you know, as one does masturbate while looking into the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> support group. And I can assure you he's there. <laughs> So, so with, with, with this, with Werner, you know, uh, wanting Buchanan, we are going to be switching to the 4-3-3 that he prefers. Jung, there is no fucking room for Jung there except for as a backup. That is it. He is not any better than that. And this is why, and we'll get into this later on, I think yeah. we need to sign Middlestadt if the price is right, which I think there's a great possibility of it being. And we'll get into that in a bit. Well, that's called bait. That's showman's talk for baiting the hook right there. Uh, right. <laughs> <Tune> in, <laughs> <folks>. <laughs> uh, and now you have to listen to our sponsor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So yeah, that, that was just a, one of those stats that was just, I was blown away as to how poorly he played. It was so bad. Um, now, unfortunately for Verter, Fulkrug was kind of a little impact in the game. I felt, um, there are a few, few touches that he did have. You could see, I think he was still knocking some rust off his game. Um, but beyond that, actually Cohen's center backs did a really good job of marking Fulkrug to the point that he was often out on the wings, trying to avoid the marking, uh, trying to be available for a pass. He was way out of the center. Um, 
the, the greatest changes to the offense uh, actually I thought came forcefully through injury uh, after the an injury early in the in the half to, to visor. Uh, Werner was then forced to react, replacing Schmid at the uh, right wing back spot. So in, in order to accommodate him, Werner actually switched the tactic to a back four and it played out a lot more like a 4-3-3 uh, with Schmidt, Duksch and Fulkrug up top. Schmid would kind of join the midfield, uh, but then tail the cone left back when he kind of went for the overlap. So the what actually this did was it resulted in an offensive boost uh, as Werder were now able to kind of hold up play and overload the uh, Cologne center backs. Schmid's addition to the midfield also created some issues for Cologne, who had kind of up to that point, they had one extra player in the midfield to dis- disrupt our buildup. Um, but doing that move, what I just described, it also became painfully obvious um, as to how it weakened Werder as well. So Velkovic who already had been struggling during the game, and we've mentioned it, was now playing as a right back in a back four. His lack of speed, his poor positioning, uh, they were exposed on an even more frequent basis. In fact, in the last, I think, 10 minutes, there was probably two or three great chances that Colin had on our right-hand side because Velkovic was the grand Serbian pylon, <laughs> as we've mentioned. Um, I think our defense really struggled to cope with Colin's speed. Um, if we were able to kind of set up the midfield block uh, Cologne would kind of run around with the ball, but they wouldn't get very far. But where we really got into trouble talking about uh, Jung and turnovers was when we turned over the ball repeatedly in the midfield. Uh, Mina and Kainz were just brutal threats all game long. Um, you know, and, and overall, Werder, like I said, they were able to rescue the point by playing forward. Um, but it's kind of been a rarity that we've seen Werner risk anything like this uh, this season. And it was only because of an injury, not ingenuity, I guess would be the, uh, but the, I mean, the risk paid off uh, for Verter and they were kind of able to apply offensive pressure for final 20 minutes of the game and, and bag a goal. So uh, I don't know if you've got any thoughts on uh, what we just went through there, Christian. No, no, I think you nailed it. <laughs> All right. Now the real question is, were you even listening? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> It's you like two squirrels fighting over a nut in my head right now. Um, I was going to say, you went, you went and found a mirror somewhere after. A- <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Put you on mute. Oh, God. My neck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's head to the three up, three down. <laughs> let's start with, uh, with the things that were good, Christian. You start with a three up. Oh, fuck, man. Um, honestly, because I remember we remember we had this conversation before the show, so I didn't prepare anything. Um, okay, one point. We got a point. We're staying up. Uh, yeah. That's honestly, that's the most important thing. Uh, everything else is kind of whatever. Um, fuck. Uh, I don't really know, man. I guess full Krug is back is another one. You know, I mean, it's, I guess he's healthy enough. He showed that he's healthy. Let's sell him off for some fucking big money. Um, and we managed to score a goal that we needed in order to secure the point. I, there wasn't really much to take away positive from this game, uh, with exception. Like it wasn't super dismal, you know, but it's not the sort of game or the performance that inspires great confidence, which, you know, obviously led to a long conversation between several of us in the discord chat um, with regards to the future of the club and what next season looks like. 
Um, so I think that that is my takeaway, my, you know what I mean? So I'm kind of hesitant to give any sort of, you know, uh, kudos to the club because they kind of did the bare minimum uh, on this one. So I'm not really sure that I have a whole lot positive to say about them right now. Okay, well, I, I did manage to scrape three together, and you're absolutely right. It was tough. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, staying in the Bundesliga was number one, has to be number one, uh, without exception, uh, yeah. irrespective of everything else we feel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The second the second up is going to be Buchanan, uh, showing again why he needs to be a starter. Um, sure. as, as mentioned before, Jung turned the ball over 14 times. Uh, during that same uh, amount of time, he recorded zero tackles. Uh, and yeah. passed at just over sixty percent of the game. Um, yeah, uh, Buchanan sub. He was only on for thirty minutes. Uh, it resulted in a cross that caused the goal, and uh, also the left side becoming a viable attacking option for Verder. So, so there's that. I'm just as a yeah. as a comparison. <laughs> and and the third up that I've got. Uh, believe this or not, folks, uh, Leo's improvement in the second half of the season. So as as this team has gotten worse and less consistent, uh, Bittencourt has gotten better and has showed a willingness to fight. Now, I don't know if that's because the bar has been dropped or the water table has been dropped to a level that a five foot five Brazilian could be seen, uh, or if this is just that he's actually playing above uh, the level of his teammates right now. But for as much crap as I shovel on him, uh, the second half of the season, um, when he's been fit, uh, he's consistently been giving his all during the games. In the last three games, honestly, Bittencourt has been one of the only reasons that we've been competitive on the field. And all as much as I, you know, like I said, I've got a brand to keep, but you got to give credit where it's due. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, that's you know what? That's that's absolutely fair. And I, I kind of, I'm kicking myself for having not given him more credit the second half of the season. Um, because he has essentially earned his price tag. While I don't, you know, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I'm hesitant to even say that, but he's That's been like you one of your hand better. over your mouth and you just muddle through yeah. it. He's been yeah. the price tag. Seven <laughs> fucking million euros, which is insane. Like nobody overpays for players like that. Um, okay, he's worth half his price tag. Let's put it that there way. There you go. Yeah. Um, because he has been, yeah, he's been probably one of the few shining lights of the second half of this season. Um, and there hasn't been many. Stay, Leo. Uh, Dutch, I guess you could put in there as well. Cause he's had a pretty good second half of the season. Um, and that's, you know what, that's something we should consider is you and I, let's give a report card to players. Um, do you, and here's the, here's the thing. Do we want to split it in half? So do like first half, second half. We should have done this fucking at the start of the season, but it never occurred to me till now. Um, or do you want to do like full season and then an explanation as to how they did? Cause I think that'll actually be harder. Uh, because of the you know the real disparity between first and second half performances. Well, the the, yeah, the real tough part there is going to be remembering the first half and who all succeeded and and not letting the second half cloud it. Right. Sure. Um, that may be something we should definitely save for the uh, the power hour when we do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll just I'll just make a note here. Well, uh, well, please, because I've already forgotten what I was talking about. Uh, report cards. Four players. There. It's on the notes. Perfect. 
Wunderbar. <laughs> uh, all right, things that sucked. Jesus Christ! Uh, so, aside from the, I was going to say, aside from the structure of the show currently, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the lack of preparation and yeah. energy, uh, <laughs> which we know is about the same every week. So fuck all y'all. Young <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Velkovich uh, would be my one and two. Both terrible. Continue to be terrible. There's no room for them in the future going forward. Um, they did what they were supposed to do previously. Uh, their time has come. Ideally, their contracts are done and we don't done and but we don't re up. I know we already uh, re upped with Jung. I think Sooner That's was right. saying, "Ugh, gross." Um, and him too. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, which I mean, kind of throws a re up in those those contracts. Kind of throws a spanner in my in my speculation speculatory theory. Um, but I guess we'll see, right? Um, that's not to say that they can't play as depth, you know. Uh, so I said Young. I said Valkovich, and uh, I guess yeah, just getting one point. You know what I mean? This is a team that we should and can beat. And yet again, we, we managed to only muster out the, just the performance in general. I'll say it was the bad. performance in general was pretty fucking bad for a game that you really, a should be giving it your all and should be trying your goddamnedest, you know, to get three points to make sure that you do not get fucking relegated. You know what I mean? Like sure. One point was enough, but fucking come on, man, like play for three. And that's not, not what it felt like out there. No, I 100% agree. Actually, that's a that's a good platform uh, for the when I go into the things that sucked here as well. Uh, so the first thing I said was Werner's decline, um, and this is of course we've all been talking about it. Um, <clears throat> I I understand there is yeah there's a growing concern among fans, listeners to this show. Obviously, um, I think it also cannot be avoided. The second half of this season. Uh, produced a different character in our coach than I think what I've personally grown accustomed to over the last, over the previous year with him. So the, and, and the, you know, um, in the chat here, I can just even read out some of this stuff. Dustin is, you know, since match day 15, we've gained 15 points out of, and the correction was for 54 total point, uh, 15, sure. 15 points out of 54 total or 0.79 points per game, which is absolutely abysmal. That is fire the coach levels right there um and and that's that's the statistical backing that you would need uh what i would maybe say just even anecdotally is the greatest change that i've seen has been the shift from aggressive high risk style of play uh where where verter seemed to believe in themselves to do something believed in themselves to make something happen the the play was was forward thinking was risky was there was belief in it Right. You, yeah. It just there was belief that they could do it. And, and we would pursue our opponents. We would force turnovers and and, and much more. Right. Like uh, we, we we've kind of shifted into this defensive minded posture. And again, Dustin has been correct. Uh, and I've agreed with him uh, to some level that we saw the same sort of shift with Kofeld, where we saw a very. Uh, aggressive, intense, uh, high offense, or at least again, offense, or I guess play that showed the belief that we could do something slowly switch into a defensive 
you know, nails into the dirt kind of clinging for absolutely everything we get. Right. Um, and, and so yeah, his decline, and I'm going to state it as such as a decline, uh, would be my first down. Um, the second down that I would have would be the, the injury to visor, uh, and Bittencourt, uh, both players removed from the game, uh, visor kind of, you know, stretched during a run and then kind of went down holding his groin. It wasn't as uh, interesting as football in the groin by Simpsons, but it was up there. Um, you know, in Bittencourt, he was kind of hit on his knee and he didn't return after the half. So there's no real update of either of their statuses currently this morning. It sounds like they're waiting till Tuesday uh, to release some kind of uh, some kind of status update. I get the feeling v- Visor's out for the last game, and I think sure. Bittencourt might return. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. Like and and I think you even said during the during the game that we were pretty lucky that Visor had lasted all season in the manner that he had. And you're not wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh and the last down that I had was apathy. Um and yeah. there's I, I I'm perceiving, uh, again, we don't know because I'm not hanging out in the uh in the locker room there. And yeah. if we were, look out. Uh <laughs> kinda snapping towels. <laughs> <laughs> Here, there's a goose on the loose. <laughs> Do not chase me, Mr. Christian. I am full of chocolate. <laughs> Get over here and give me a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, uh, if it was a prison movie, would it be? Would I be your mommy or your daddy? And then when they say, "Well, you be my mommy," then we'll get over here and suck mommy's dick. <laughs> 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 okay anyway we, uh, we digress <laughs> uh gone are the days uh i feel that the team kind of came out of the tunnel like they were on fire um this last game i mean we watched guys jog around while the ball rolls out of bounds uh kind of all that fight seemed to be missing um again right at the end of the season when when everything's on the line you you think there couldn't possibly be a greater motivator and so in the in the verdict contest i'd even put down i think it was a 4-2 win is what i is what i went for and here's why i i was watching the the verder fan march and i was watching all this energy in the city move its way towards the stadium and i thought you know what last home game uh, you know, this kind of fan support, all this energy and emotion, just raw emotion getting poured into the stadium. And I thought, my gosh, these guys are going to elevate. Just, you can't help but elevate in that situation, I thought, uh, to, mm-hmm. to where, you know, you're going to play at a different level. We've seen it happen. It happens all the time where fans literally just boost or carry the team. And I thought this is exactly what the team needs. Finish the season strong. It had absolutely no effect on the club which was probably, again, when I say my last down, this was the most disappointing thing, um, was to watch a crowd come in with that kind of energy and then and be treated to, to crusts of bread and water. <laughs> and, and the whole place just deflated. All the air was just sucked right out of there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, just people, it's like almost defeated type of shit, you know? Yeah, really, really poor. All right. Well, let's uh, let's run on to some new uh, topics here, some other topics. Um, and this one kind of, I'll, I'll try and build this or uh, set the table for this one correctly, and I'll probably do a piss poor job of it. 
um, at the end of the game, uh, you know, I was joking that you and Sooner were just kind of going at it. Um, but that is really, everybody's done this to some degree. Like there's nobody out there that watched that game, uh, is a fan of Verter, saw that we were safe from relegation and didn't immediately begin thinking about next season already. Sure. Right. Didn't immediately begin thinking great. We're safe, but that wasn't good enough. And what does that mean? Uh, for next season. So that's kind of the table I wanted to set because you were you were proffering some ideas there. Um, is it too early to start talking about next season already? Um, I don't think it's too early to talk about next season. I think it's too early to speculate and say that we're already going down next season. Um, we and, and this is sort of what the conversation was about. Yeah, shit's trending in the wrong direction. But oh, no. you got to remember, like, this can change at any fucking time. None of us can see into the future. And if you can, then you are wasting your fucking time talking to me. Go make some fucking money and sit on your yacht somewhere. Literally, I've been, I mean, and this sound, and this is not meant to be in any sort of way condescending. I've been watching football for 30 plus years. You know what I mean? And I've been watching this club for... We'll say since the late nineties, give or take. So I and and I've seen them all over the goddamn place. You know, I literally anything can happen tomorrow. So to 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 say that we're a hundred percent gonna be uh, you know, we're the team's not changing, uh, we're not selling off any players, we're not bringing in any players, and we're not gonna change any strategy is just black and white thinking that it's it's not possible it's not applicable we literally nobody knows at this point um if we keep things the exact same way that we do right now absolutely i think we're going to be fucked next season yeah but there's nothing to say that that is a cemented hard truth that is going to play out 100 percent. We, we just straight up don't know that you know what i mean like literally anything can fucking happen i mean you know what on the same hand tomorrow we could be dissolved because some sort of fucking hidden finance is bullshit so the club <laughs> may not even exist tomorrow we don't know you know a fucking comet could hit the earth and the human race is completely <laughs> evaporated and fucking football doesn't matter at the end of the day you know what i mean also a possibility um so you know and how many to, times did you vote for trump yeah. <laughs> uh, all the times that as a canadian citizen i'm capable of uh, you know no it doesn't <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah i made sure that all my <laughs> anyways uh so yeah i don't know i'm I, it's wait there's no problem talking about it but to say that things are cemented and it's it's for sure gonna happen it's just not we don't know you know what I well, mean? Like anything. Yeah, the, the there there are things that uh, when I was kind of thinking about, there are things we can change or have effect on. There are things that we can't. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. is one of those things that we can't. And so yeah. you have to you have to live in a world uh, in which, since you can't affect the change, um, you can project. Uh, but sure. but really, uh, it is one hundred percent out of your hands, uh, and it could go. It really could go either way. Um, it, a couple of things, just as a uh, for instance, right. Uh, we are going to be seeing a new squad planner join the club. Number yep. one, number there two, there's a very good chance that Bauman will not fulfill his tenure. Uh, Fritz will take over, which actually has me more scared than happy. Sure, uh, believe that or not. <laughs> yeah, it, just remember, kids, it can get worse. 
Uh, <laughs> the third thing that I was thinking of was that there is a, a new fella on the board of supervisors that's got very close connections with uh, NFL, uh, WWE, believe it or not, uh, and is a marketing kind of mogul. There's a very good chance that Verter is looking at a partnership somewhere down the road here, which could inject a lot of money into the club. Again, we just don't know. Right. And then lastly, we are looking at an absolute for sure different pieces on the board. And we don't yep. know what those pieces are going to do, even even if, so again, to everybody's point, uh, even if everything goes right, Jans comes in, he makes a couple of just massively amazing signings. We're looking at these guys and thinking, this is just going to be the greatest season ever. And then yep. they walk out and face plant. Like you just, yeah. again. Uh, Carlos you know, Alberto. Or, pardon? You know, you get a Carlos Alberto. <laughs> He's a Brazilian player that we signed in the mid 2000s, along with a bunch yeah. of other Brazilians. And everybody was like, fuck, this guy's going to be amazing. I think he played five fucking games and went home. <laughs> you know, he was like, sure. I think it was our biggest transfer or one of our biggest transfers in the history of the club. You I don't know, know if, it was, uh, if it was Flo or if it was our guy Arna that did the math on how many uh, millions or thousands we've paid per minute he played. Uh, yeah. For the club. <laughs> it was just insane. <laughs> I mean, we uh, could pick any one of those things. Like, if it, we'll say, like, Jan. So he comes in, uh, and and we'll say that, yeah, he worked in that group of three, but they made, you know, billions of dollars in transfers and shit like that. We'll say that he is a brainiac, but he's never given full reign to purchases. Or we don't have the finances for the purchases that he wants. So it's completely pointless, right? Or flip side of that. He, he manages to find some insane steals and they all pan out. So all of a sudden we're in Europa the next season. You know what I mean? So you got Europa money and we're starting to buy and sell players. Like it's, it just, the possibilities are endless. And I know it's, it's kind of difficult to, to wrap our minds around it uh, because we do want uh, something you can depend on. You know, well, you want well, certainties. And all you have for reference is the past. Right. So the the trajectory that everybody is talking about, you know what I mean? Recent past. Yeah. And that's, that's all you have to work with. So I think it's reasonable that people are, are a little fearful. Um, Yeah. There's, there's, there's lots of contingencies or things that can change. Let's uh, let's just keep uh, rocking here. So there's a long-term contract conversation for Werner. Uh, This has come up over the last three shows. We've been talking about it kind of slowly adding to uh, what's happening. Um, so he now has a contract until 2024. There's an automatic extension that was triggered with us staying up. Uh, now in recent weeks, Werner has kind of sounded pensive about signing a contract that was longer term uh, than the mm. initial extension. Um, but Werner have been much more forward about wanting to create that long-term contract situation for the coach. So uh, we got a little bit more, a few more tidbits after the game here on Saturday. Um, and these are some quotes that he had, he had given. He said, the, the squads were put together uh, with the goals of the club so that, so that the goals of the club could be achieved. Uh, and that's why, and he's, I'm very, very confident that we will succeed in the next few years. Uh, so he also mentioned that there would be a need for new blood. Uh, and mm-hmm. the quote that had me the most interested, I'll have you react to this, Christian. Um, he's, he quote, and again, this is translated, but quote, we need changes in the roles of individual players, and we may also need changes in individual positions where a fresh breeze would be good for us. It's about being able to set up a few things more flexibly. Mm. Now, that to me sounds like uh, structure or system changes are coming. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, which is what we were speculating at the start of the show, right? 
I'll, I'll reiterate this. This is not his preferred formation. While he has had success with it, and 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 let's not take away from the fact that we were promoted and we've now stayed up. Shaka fucking won the, the league last year, and they're going right the fuck back down. So those are two, you know, very de- and they looked like a terrible team, and at points we looked like a great team. But I think a hundred percent, and and I think him signing on. Like, I think it was smart of him to do that extra year because then he can actually see, A, whether the team is willing to back him. So, like, Bauman and and mm-hmm. company are willing to back what his vision for the club is, you know? Um, and then with Jans, once again, if if him and Jans start to really click and, and, and Jans is able to find the players that he needs, that suggests to me that we're going to be, you know, moving some dudes out, if not moving a couple of dudes in, and we're going to see a change in, in formation as well. Yeah, that's I, I'm with you on that. Well, Jans uh, has the pedigree for me to believe that with the right coach, and again, I'm not saying Werner is the right coach, but with the yeah. right coach, you could be seeing another uh, Schaff-Alofs type uh, yeah. combination, which would be phenomenal for us. Oh, um, yeah, and... Uh, to to this, I mean, the, the team wants to wrap up the extended contract if it's possible before the start of next season. Um, Werner sounded as though that there were a few minor things they wanted to work out yet, but it kind of seemed like the deal would be done by the predicted timeline. If this was me, um, I would probably say, yeah, let's start working on that long-term deal. Um, but I would probably wait seven to 10 games would be into the new season. Uh, I'd let him set things up how he wants to. I'd give him free reign, carte blanche, um, as much as, you, of course, you, you can. But then I would give him a little leash at the beginning of the season and say, if after seven to ten games where things are looking good, uh, we feel confident about what you're doing, then let's talk long term. But there's also the the whole idea about playing, again, and going back to a Moneyball uh, reference there, uh, there's, there's it's hard to function under the under – the, uh, the shadow of a one-year contract. It says the same thing to a coach as it does to players, that there's not a lot of trust there. Um, and so that's, of course, why the team will want to want to extend it early. Um, but I don't know. I think there's probably some negotiation we had there. Yeah, uh, I think so. I think there's plenty of room. And I'm, I'm sure both parties are... I mean, I don't think Verner would have taken that one-year extension if he didn't think there was some sort of room to maneuver or get what he wants, right? Um Otherwise, you just say, like, look, at once I'm done, I'm fucking done. Regardless of where I'm at, I'm ready to move on and do something else. You know, or you come to the table earlier. I think he was kind of curious to see what sort of success he's had. Um, and and he's clearly had some success. Um, the question is, how much more can he get out of this? And is the team willing to give him what he needs in order to make that success happen? I, I genuinely don't know whether he is the coach to lead us to the promised land. Um, I'm willing to give him a chance just because of the last two seasons. You know, I mean, he hasn't let's let's excuse the second half of this season. He got the job done. I'll reiterate once again, the job was to stay up this season, not get immediately relegated, which is a, a very difficult fucking task, um, especially with uh, considering some of the teams that are going down and how long they've been in the Bundesliga. You know what I mean? So to, to beat out some teams that have more money, Sure, they played like shit, and they used that money poorly, but they got more money. They've been around longer, and and they didn't have to come up and and with zero cash. It's not like we got money when we got promoted. You know what I mean? Um, we essentially used give or take 
kind of the same squad that we had last season in the Bundesliga gets five, which is a pretty big fucking deal, all things considered. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it, he, he is earned the chance to see what else he can do in another season, ideally with the, the sort of club that he wants or the players and team that he wants. All right, let's keep rocking and rolling here. We'll go to the, uh, contest that we got running. <laughs> this just gets worse for me every single week. Uh, <laughs> Would you benefit from not sending in like a score? <laughs> Yeah, could I get points for not doing anything? That's because <laughs> it's not helping me actually participating at this point. Um, okay, so I'll run down the leaders. Uh, so Dr. Tim retains lead. Uh, I don't think he's ever been off, knocked off the top uh, this entire half of the season. 27 points for number one, Dr. Tim. Uh, Mark, Christian, Brian, you're all tied for second with 22 points. Would you believe it? Um, I don't. Yeah. Uh, fifth is like a one, two, three, four, five way tie for fifth with 21 points, including Gepi, you son of a bitch. Uh, number ninth is uh, Mohammed with 20 points. Uh, then it goes Dustin, Dirt 13, and Sooner with 17. Uh, Juan with 16. Condre, 15. Myself with 14 and Verter VK with nine. And I went checking. I don't think Condre has done uh, a pick in the last, I don't know, five games. Verter VK hasn't done a pick in the last, I don't know how many. And I've been picking every single week and I can't pass. Condre's. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it's just terrible. But I, what I'm depending on uh, is because uh, every sooner asks you to pick the top score, end results, all that other stuff is kind of like a crazy multiplier, right? So I predicted that we would finish the season with 36 points, uh, that we would finish in 14th place. So I'm a little off there and that we would have, I think I said a negative 16 goal differential. So, I mean, I might even nail this sucker pretty close by, by the time we're done there. <laughs> but anyway, that's uh that's the Verter contest. Uh, this last week, you don't have to send anything in everybody. So just, just leave it alone. <laughs> all right uh okay so yes yeah, so i wanted to go through some stuff here there's so much stuff we never get to every week because there's new things cropping up all the time uh some of it's just maybe not that important but uh let's uh we'll, we can run through i got some questions here for you christian and then maybe we'll get through some returnees or transfer news uh sure. again there's just there's just so much going on um uh, so first listener question, Christian, who is your midfield three for the game against Union? Ooh, I like not that sure one. Bit, not sure if Bittencourt is back or not, I guess, but. Ooh. Okay. Should we, so we'll, should we pretend that he's there or no? Uh, I think we should rule him out because we don't know. Okay. Um, Give me a second here. I'm just trying to, uh. I want to take a look and see. All right. If you're searching who plays for Verda, it's W E R D E R. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so stay is out. Is that correct? I can't remember who's in and out anymore. Uh, stay. No. Did he collect? I can't remember. So he's still there. Okay. So Ooh. obviously stay every time. I can I for some reason I'm under the impression that he's out next game. Am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong. Uh, See, this is where the shit gets fucking difficult. 
That's what I was checking. For some reason, I can't remember why. No, we've got a bunch of guys on nine cards and four, but nobody's okay. got five. No, I okay. think you're good. Okay. So obviously stays fucking first name in mid. Um, I'm going to say, let's see here. And we're playing Union. Oh, God damn it. Do I want to risk Goyev again? Um, Put your guy Gross in already. Yeah. Oh, fucking hate it. I hate it so much. Ugh, gross. And here's my biggest question is, if Leo's ready to play, you know what? No, fuck it, Schmid. Schmid it. Not Schmid, but Schmid. Um, yeah, I'm going to say stay, Schmid, and then gross. Uh, and I fucking hate that I had to say gross out loud. There you go. That's my <laughs> starting three in the mid. <laughs> All right, next uh, next question here. So of the remaining teams in trouble of of relegation and the playoff, who do you want to see go down and in the playoff? Oh, that's a good one. So right now, I mean, Hertha is a, a done deal. So yeah. of the ones that are still in danger will be Schalke, Bochum, mm. Stuttgart, mm. and Augsburg. Yeah. I, oh, man. Okay, so obviously, I don't care who actually goes down. I just don't want uh, Shiza Haas foul coming up. So what I need is for a team that's going to be uh, enough of a pain in the ass to Haas foul to make sure that they stay down in the Bundesliga spy. And you know, Stuttgart. what's that? I think that's Stuttgart. You know, and you know who it is to me? Augsburg. But I don't know how Augsburg are going to... Uh, Gonna get down sixteen. I know everybody does because they're <laughs> such a fucking pain in the ass. But they're that pain in you know what I mean. It's like the enemy yeah. of my enemy is my friend. They're like I fucking hate that guy on a personal level, but you know he does good work. So ugh, fine, just fucking go and do it. So I would like to see Augsburg, but I don't think that they're actually going to fall into that position. So yeah, I guess Stuttgart. I think Bochum would lose, unfortunately. Um, like just look at their goal differential is fucking atrocious. Jesus, age Christ. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm gathering Stuttgart might be the team to fucking do it. I don't think it's gonna be Schalke. Um, so yeah, we'll go with Stuttgart, but I would love to see Augsburg because I think Augsburg would be able to just it would just be I, I would love to watch that game or those games rather because it would just be oh some really ugly football with hopefully fucking Scheidzaha's foul going down at the end or staying down. Well, too many Hamburgs, hamburgers will give you jiggle tits. All right. <laughs> uh, bet on it or against it. So if you guys want to, again, if you guys want to send us questions or bet on it, or would you rather, you can send those to me before the show starts. Uh, okay, Christian. So bet on it or against it. We are going to get 30 plus million for both Dukes and Fulkrug. Against it. I wish. That'd be amazing. Well, that's 7 million. I think 7.5 for Dukes is the release clause. So that would mean you'd have to get you know, 23 for for Fulkrug. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I think we're lucky if we get 20 for both of them. Um, yeah, but definitely not 30. That would be fucking amazing. Can you imagine 30 million? <laughs> God, please. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, me too. I would love it. I think that Phil Krug, if he does go, will be between 15 and 17. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think the fact that he hasn't played uh, like the last five games has actually kind of affected his value. I think it'll hurt him. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm, I'm seeing 10 to 12, maybe if we're lucky, Ooh. I wouldn't be shocked if we got like eight to nine for him, to be honest. Okay, but you also shop at secondhand stores. It's true. And I look fucking great. So. <laughs> <laughs> now that new sofa, that ain't worth more. Than 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind the bugs. <laughs> <laughs> They're extra. That's right. All right, bet on it or against it. Uh, two or more. This is a this is a tough premise here because I think uh, he backs himself into a corner here. But two or more of the following players will start next weekend. Oh, Buchanan, okay. Buchanan, Kirodia, and Zetterer against Union. No, yes. no, none of those guys are going to start. That was actually my thinking too. Start. None of them will start. No, yeah, they're not. I, I would love for that to happen. That's not going to happen. I think we're going to play the same old fucking back line. There'll be Pavlas and Net, as per usual. Uh, I would love for Buchanan to get a start over Young, especially at, I mean, like, we all would. I don't think any of us, you know, doesn't want to see fucking Buchanan start. But uh, I think maybe at best he'll get, like, a 60-minute sub on. All right, last one. Bet on it or against it. Werner was correct when he said... Staying up in the league should be rated even higher than promotion. Um, what's the context? Is he talking about like staying up, like being mid-table mediocrity, or is he talking about what we did this season? I think it was well. It was in reference to this season that them staying up in the league uh, is right. should be rated even higher than what they did with promotion. Sure, not by much, but yes. Um, because it is a pretty big deal to come up. Like I, like I was saying earlier, it's a pretty big deal to come up, uh, having essentially the same squad from last season. So it's one thing to be, you know, big fish in a small pond, but to be a a small fish in a big pond where, you know, and you're able to take points off the legs of Dortmund, which is a pretty big fucking deal. Uh, you know, yeah, not by much, but it is, it's a pretty big deal that we, we stayed up this season. I'd say so. Yeah. Well, the, I think it, it has something to do with the euphoria or the emotion surrounding it. Right. So yeah. promotion sure. is celebratory people yeah. freaking out the party yeah. bus, the parade, yeah. right. Yeah. Staying in the league is kind of like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't. Yeah. And, and what some people consider to be like, what's the word? Like not even mandatory, but just like run of the mill. You know what I mean? It's like when you go to the bathroom, you use the toilet. Yeah, no shit. Um, <laughs> but there are people that don't. You know, they pick a corner in the room and that's where they pee. I, I don't know if that if that makes sense in any sort of way. Like, so yeah, no shit. We should be staying up. But guess what? That doesn't always fucking happen, especially when you get promoted. You know. <laughs> Like it's not a guarantee just because we came up does not necessarily mean that we're staying up. Uh, and, and the last few seasons should certainly denote that, you know? So it's a pretty big fucking deal. It should be a relief and we should be celebrating that we're staying up. Um, being promoted is fucking incredible. There's absolutely no debate. That was fucking amazing. Especially that we did it in one year. 
but staying up after you know just getting promoted that's a fucking massive accomplishment it's a really big accomplishment and that's why i continue to sort of drill that point that that was in, in my mind the only goal of this year was to make sure that we stayed up because then you can start rebuilding again for that mid-table mediocrity you know and once you hit that mid-table mediocrity then you start to do some shit like union berlin like fucking freiburg where you do start to you know make these smart purchases here and there you know what i mean uh develop some players and shit like that that's that's because you have that stability that allows you to do that but if you're on some like leads 2002 shit where you buy all these fucking players for champions league and then bomb out and you're financially fucking broke yeah man recipe for fucking disaster no absolutely i just really appreciated that your analogy immediately went to bathroom (laughs) (laughs) we talk about what we know folks that's right shitting in the corner of my house All right. Uh, we'll try and keep this brief. I don't know if it's possible or not, uh, but just again, I get so much stuff. I want to cover as much of it as we can. Um, full Krug. So shortly after the match was done, uh, full Krug was being asked about his future. If he kind of played his last game in the visa stadion, um, he had mentioned over the last few weeks that, you know, being injured, he's been in a sour mood because he couldn't help the team. Um, and he hadn't really contacted his agent, so he has no idea what's happening. And kind of the rest of his comments left no real clear indication about what he's doing. So it kind of remains a mystery. Um, do you honestly, Christian, is he going? Do you think there's a chance he stays? Uh, I mean, there's a chance he stays, but I would think that he's going. Once again, it, it you know what? I think at the start of the second half of the season, it was almost certain but I'll reiterate because he hasn't played like regularly in like the last month for whatever fucking reason. I guess we'll go with that injury type of shit because that's what we know. Wink, wink. That's what we've been told exactly. <laughs> um, I, 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 you gotta wonder how much interest has sort of dipped since then. Um, I, I would say it's probably like eighty twenty. He goes. Yeah, it's one of those situations that uh, sometimes no news means that something's actually happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is always, you know, I guess. But uh, uh, okay, like I said, clipping right along here. Justin Ninma is coming back to Verter. I'm not sure if I mentioned this uh, last show or not. Again, there's I got just piles of notes here. Uh, but now uh, it looks like Dortmund, they're not going to pull the trigger. It was like a $3 million purchase as opposed to a $1 million, which we found out later on. Uh, Ninma has been spoken well of by Werner and Fritz. Who cares? Uh, but there has been kind of an indication that they want him in next year's Bundesliga squad. They're planning with him being a part of it, whether that means a part of it like here's your spot on the bench uh, or a part of it like, uh, you know, actually legitimately a part of them. Uh, Johan Mina. This is a guy we haven't talked about. This is already a few weeks old, uh, but I never got around to it. Um, The Ecuadorian budding talent is apparently a bust. Um, He still has a contract, believe it or not, with Werder until 2025. Uh, He has now stated publicly that the move to Germany uh, was a big mistake and nothing has gone to plan. So, uh, you know, Mina is returning to the team in the summer, uh, but the, the plan is actually, and this I thought was just stupid by our club. I'm sorry. I'll just say it. The plan is to continue his contract, but to loan him out again. Um, mm. Fritz said that he's under the impression that Mina has got some real talent, but they, st- you know, he just needs to get some playing time. There was kind of an issue with him being a non EU player. They couldn't register him for the U 23s. 
Um, you know, but I mean, all the speech from Mina has been defeatist and kind of depressing. Uh, sure. He obviously regrets the situation. I'm not sure why we keep him under contract. It just seems cold hearted at this point. Yeah. If I'm being honest, just cut him. Seems loose. like he's been jerked around a lot because he had the same issue with his club in Ecuador. I think that's and that was coming here. So he's oh, either maybe. got an agent who's a fucking idiot, uh, yeah. or this guy's just got really bad luck. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe a common denominator. True. Yeah, both <laughs> these things can be true. Um, so yeah, it's it's a bit of a weird one. Um, yeah, who knows, man? Yeah, I'd like to. If somebody really like a hundred thousand euros, like it was pretty fucking. It was like pittance. It was minuscule. Yeah, for all the for all the heartache we put him through, I just just cut him loose. Um, Watch him flourish. Yeah, Uh, Caillou Park uh, was sent um, to kind of hang out with our notorious former coach in Dresden uh, for the season. Uh, Article came out recently that he's kind of turned some good fortune there, and they're looking at an extended loan option for him. Uh, He's Mm. been a regular for Dresden in the second half of the season. Um, This again, it's a transfer that irks me. Uh, It should never have been done. We paid three hundred fifty thousand for him. Um, mm. and he's not fit for the Bundesliga and it's unlikely we're going to see what we're going to see what we paid for him. I think now he's only worth about 200 K. Um, yeah, <laughs> we're not going to get that money back, but <laughs> no, we're not. But I mean, that's, <laughs> that's pretty rank and file for, uh, for our two men, though. Bauman Mina, and fucking Fritz, right? Mina came for free, says King Ian. That just makes there the whole thing go. even worse in my mind. <laughs> Poor guy. All right, uh, Oli Burke, uh, season at Millwall is over, uh, but he's not immediately coming back to Bremen, it sounds like. Uh, Werder have kind of sent him a fitness schedule uh, to kind of maintain his fitness while he's away, uh, but it's looking less and less likely that Werder are going to continue their partnership with him. Um, Burke was loaned to Millwall. Um, he played significantly more. Uh, he was unable to register more than two goals, kind of the same tally that he had for the meager minutes he put in at Bremen. So that's, uh, yeah, I think he's, I think he's gone. Yep. I would hope so. And King Ian says the market value for park is now one fifty. Thank you for that depressing news. All right. Uh, I had a few others that I was going to touch on. I'll maybe save them. They're kind of the younger guys that might be coming back to us. I'll save them maybe for next week. I did want to make a mention about Mittelstadt. Um, and there's also another uh, um, Hertha player, U uh, 19 defender Clemens, I think. Um, so kind of, but but more more mostly on Mittelstadt because that's the one that probably would be a big interest to us. Um, kind of we had some initial interest shown and then there was like this three million dollar release clause and now apparently it's significantly cheaper Uh, how cheap how cheap nobody knows but he just extended uh his contract with herta for 2027 so um i know you've kind of gotten into it with people about uh uh whether he's actually an option for us or not or whether he should be an option for us or not yeah, I don't know, man. Let me guy I I I don't see why he couldn't be. I understand why people don't want to pay three million for him, and I wouldn't want to pay three million for him either. But what we need to take into consideration is Heritage is being relegated. So there's gonna be a fire sale. Also, financially, they are absolutely fucked right now. You know what I mean? Like there's that whole thing with the gambling company and there there's talks of them maybe losing their uh 
official status and that they'd have to go to like the Reagan what's it the regional Liga or some shit like that like fifth division you know so they wouldn't even be a fucking professional club they'd be like a semi-pro so they're gonna fucking sell everything and everybody to the highest bidder um the question is is like how much interest in middle shot uh and who's gonna bid and what what's his final you know offer and where does he want to go too we can't forget these people are human you know uh He's now i'm not saying yeah yeah that's right no chattel <laughs> <laughs> put the ball gag on him and get him moving um <laughs> safety so, I mean, banana now go yeah. <laughs> so there's nothing saying that he can't come i think he would definitely add value especially like i'll reiterate young sure young signed a contract but young is also garbage he's depth he's no more than depth you know we're not we are not trained fucking scouts here and we see that this guy is problematic uh as a starter so i do not think that while uh you know our front office had you know has a tendency to be a bit delusional I'm not convinced that Werner is necessarily that delusional, um, despite playing him day in, day out. <laughs> I think uh, I know, uh, and I'm and I'm stating this uh, once again because we've been getting the results that we need. Are they great results? No. Are they consistent results? No. But they are the results we needed in order to stay up. So it's kind of it's kind of like uh, you know the tallest midget. At, uh, basically you know it's not great but it is what it is and it's worked will we continue to head in that direction i'm praying we do fucking not um and this is where middle stat would be able to come in uh there was a, a we were talking about uh you know well then it would be middle stat and jung fighting for first place no we also have buchanan there and there's I, nothing saying yeah. that in a new formation that buchanan would play a better chance or better part than jung would because I'll reiterate, you know, then it's Middlestadt and, and Buchanan fighting for a position. And you always want this competition. You know, nobody should walk into a fucking position. It just doesn't, you know, there are only certain players that are good enough uh, to, to take that, you know, starting 11. Um, and it, it's either, either they're starting because there's nobody else there, you know, like there's a real lack of talent or depth, or because they're fucking that goddamn good um unfortunately right now for us it's a lack of talent and a lack of depth but change the formation bring in players to accommodate the new formation and all of a sudden it's a totally different scene you know what i mean yeah i i the, the talk around middlestadt just makes me sad simply because i think if we are serious about middlestadt i think it's spent uh, it spells the the end for buchanan uh with Werder bremen that i'm he, not he's convinced got a, I, I'm just, he's got a long-term contract. I, I get that. That's great. Um, the guy played second league English football as a starter. Um, he comes onto the field and makes a great impression. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at this. And again, I'm just gauging this with what I know of what we've seen with Ole Werner is that they will probably, if, if Mittelstadt's a thing, they'll buy him, they'll have him and Young compete and they'll send uh, Buchanan somewhere to another second league somewhere for full playing minutes. Um, which to me, I personally, I would just hate to see that. I don't know if it's the right move or not. Uh, and I, I know that, that is the speculation out there that that's what will happen to him. I think Sooner's also mentioning that on the chat. Um, I just want, I so desperately want Buchanan to succeed and I'm not sure why I'm not sure why I'm so invested in this kid, but I, but I really, I mean, since Augustinson, we haven't had anybody that can play on the left 
uh, that that can pass the ball, a dribble. And Augustinson wasn't much of a dribbler either, uh, but he was decent. Um, I mean, before that, I mean, some of the guys we had on the left side of the field um, come to oh, what were some. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that and then tried to remember. I just remember that it was like a rotating door of ridiculousness. Gar- Ulysses Garcia, I think, was over there at one point in time. Um, oh, I, now I want to go find out. Because <laughs> I can't, I honestly can't remember. Uh, there's some white, uh, just some guy with like a Russian crew cut. And oh man, what was his name? <laughs> <laughs> he was horrible. Anyway, uh, long and short is uh, I'm a little nervous that we might all of a sudden uh, lose out on what I believe to be a great option for us. But all right, um, I think that was kind of. Yeah, I mean, there's some other speculators. Some uh, I think Nigerian striker that our guys were seeing. Uh, yeah, Robert Bauer. He was on the right hand side, uh, soccer guy. Uh, this is a, he played Robert for like. Bauer. He played for like two seasons. Why can't I? Ugh, freaking live radio. I guess this is what you get. <laughs> anyway, uh, fill in the blanks here because, well, we did have Garcia, like Santiago Garcia for a little while. That was, he was all right. Yeah, Garcia was great. Yannick Sternberg. That's the guy oh, I was wow, thinking of. Christ, that's a fucking throwback. <laughs> I remember when when Sternberg was starting for us. I was like, "This is awful." (laughs) That is a throwback. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry about that, everybody. That was. uh, This is why you don't do drugs, kids. There are thoughts that come merrily walking along, and they fall down acid holes, and they don't come back. All right. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to be it for us, unless there's anything else. Um, just so everybody knows, Christian and I are going to try and come up with an alternative uh, for uh, Power Hour. It'll probably be after the season is done, once McKid is here. Um, and uh, yeah, then we'll we'll come up with it, and it'll be like a, a post-season show. We'll do some review. We'll do some other stuff, have some fun with it. Uh, so stay posted. It might We might just run it like on a Saturday or something. Uh, because that way we don't have to wait for a long weekend. Um, but yeah, we'll try and uh, we'll try and make sure everybody knows about it. So if you want to participate, you can. Uh, and then we will, uh, yeah, we'll we'll make it. Yeah, once little Christian Gross has been birthed sooner, I <laughs> will track you down and murder you. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to add there, Christian? Before we get out of here? Nah, I am good. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much again for joining us. Thanks, guys, for listening and participating. We will catch you all next week. And, uh, hey, we're staying in the Bundesliga, and that's kind of a big deal. Have yourself a great night, everybody. Ciao, ciao, ciao. I'll buy you a drink. Six in the morning. I'll take you back to my crib. Uh-huh. I'll teach you things, baby, teach you things. Show you every move and make you reach for things. I'll teach you things, baby, teach you things in the morning. I don't get to eat